0: Hi, I'm Tobias Zimmergren. Welcome to the Tech Talk Show. Throughout this podcast, you'll be able to listen to the latest happenings and updates from the community, along with interviews with industry experts talking about their favorite technologies. In this episode, I'm catching up with a friend and Microsoft MVP, Eric Overfield. And we're talking a bit about Eric's experiences and tips on using Office 365 patterns and practices. We touch on topics like what it is, Eric's favorite use cases, and how to get started with PnP. I met up with Eric on site in Malmo and there's gonna be some background noises every here and there because the venue we did the recording wasn't very isolated. So apologies for that, but enjoy the show. Alright, so today we're gonna to discuss what impact using Office 365 PNP have on my organization and with me today, yeah. joining from Malmo, yeah. I have Eric Overfield. Hey. Hey. Good to be here. <laughs> hey, glad to have you, man. It's, it's been long overdue, right? Yeah, it has. Trying to get this to work. But now we're in the same time zone. Exactly the same time zone. We're both here. So why not? And previously, we had a few discussions related to PMP already in the podcast, but it's a pretty broad topic. So in this episode, we'll touch upon the benefits of using Office 365 PNP or patterns and practices. Mm-hmm. And you know, what can your organization benefit from implementing that? So with that said, Eric, can you enlighten us first of all, what is Office 365 PNP? And
1: why is it important to know about that? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so the SharePoint Office 365 Dev Patterns and Practices, which we'll now call PNP. First up, I mean, that's not a part of the official Patterns and Practices that the Microsoft team has. This is a separate thing that we typically call now PNP or SharePoint PNP. Um, So that's an open source uh, framework, open source community that was created by Microsoft Consultants back in 2013. Um, And since then, it has grown to an international community of people inside as well as outside of of SharePoint. It's extremely cool. Well, PMP was created to help with the, the cloud environment that we now see ourselves in. Basically, if we have SharePoint and we need to now develop for the cloud for 365 or even hybrid, there was the need of what are some repeatable practices and patterns that could be developed that we all could follow that would be future-friendly and cloud-friendly as well. So PNP goes beyond just like simple uh, helping or simple code. It has so much. There's code samples. That's what we all want, right? So there's open source projects. There's open source like mini projects included in PNP, such as the responsive UI that's extremely popular. And just recently, when this was recorded, February 2017, during the community monthly call, a community member showed off this internet starter pack that they had created and now is publicly available, freely publicly open source available in PNP. PNP. There's the partner pack that's a part of PNP as well that that helps take PNP and help you use it right away. So there's this great code. Plus, there's all this documentation and video training as well. The amount of videos that are now being produced as part of PnP by the community, developed for the community, is just insane. In fact, I have found that PnP is one of my go-to resources for documentation on SharePoint. Even I mean, it's it's becoming that cool. There's a lot of guidance in there, right? So much good guidance and, and best practices. So if you're going to develop for SharePoint or for the cloud or for hybrid, or you want to touch to the talk to Graph API is now being included in PnP. Here's the 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 best way to do it in a way that is more future friendly. And what's all, I mean, I keep saying what's really cool. So PNP currently is, it's an open source community, but it's ran out of the, the Microsoft SharePoint product group. So one of the lead guys is Vesa Jonven who's out of Finland, but he's a part of the Microsoft product group. So he has some of that, that knowledge that can help figure out where, what's the roadmap for SharePoint Office 365 so that PNP can help further that messaging. So cool. Okay, there's more. Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> there's the core API that's been built into uh, PNP. So using CSOM primarily, PNP is wrapped a lot of things that you may want to do. And again, in this most recent call, it's just fresh in my mind, in the community call, mm-hmm. there was a demo being provided on uh, the next little piece that I think is cool is the, um, the PowerShell, the, the PNP PowerShell. Yeah. So yeah. one of the developers was showing off some of the new PowerShell stuff, and it showed like two, three lines of code to, to manipulate SharePoint. And one of the comments made by, by an MVP, an <laughs> MCM even, well, I mean, this is a developer i grew greatly respect. He said, that used to take me 20, 30 lines of PowerShell. And now it now takes one or two. Yeah. So. PMP offers so much cool stuff. Still sorry, there's still even a little more. Okay, so community driven, right? There is a monthly community call that happens that anyone can join in, so they can be a part of this community because it is community driven. There are special interest groups or SIGs, SIGs. There's two of them as of right now. There's a PowerShell uh, SIG and a JavaScript SharePoint Framework SIG. And they both meet biweekly. So you've got these calls that you can call in at. And not only so they show you, they they talk, there's an agenda for this hour and they talk about what's going on but then there's always this like open call for do you have any questions or comments this is unheard of in the microsoft space and even in general space to have this kind of community that meets and that is building things and it's all open source all freely Full available transparency
0: and very yeah. easy to get in
1: touch with people in the community if right? you don't like what they did then you go and you clone uh, you uh, you fork the the whole repo because it's all on github it's all open source and you tweak it you find something wrong with pnp powershell Fix it. Make a pull request. The fact that it's all right there for you and you can see why it was done and how it was done and you can tweak it yourself. If you don't like the way that a video was created or documentation was created or you see a gap, you can contribute and you can put it in and you can see it quickly. Amazing stuff. So sorry, it was a long answer, but it's um, an excellent system. Great feedback. (laughs) (laughs) there's
0: a lot of things in there and you mentioned there's javascript and there's sharepoint framework stuff mm. there's pmp powershell yep. and there's department the pack and, and and the core library for some and all of that stuff do you utilize everything in the pmp tools yourself or is it parts of it what's your what's your favorite parts of of using and and why
1: so the yeah absolutely that there all of PnP is it's too big for me i suppose to like use all of it all the time but there are definitely pieces that i use on a daily basis primarily i using it and my organization we're using the pnp powershell this is the new way that we're interacting with sharepoint for deployment it just it just works so well and it it just works. It's <laughs> just I like it a lot. Yep. The second thing is the core API. So the core API the core API is designed primarily in my opinion for when you want to also build compiled code that you want to then speak to SharePoint. So you might be building like a console app or something or maybe an add-in or an add-on that's going to get deployed into Azure or something. And you want to be able to talk to SharePoint cleanly and consistently. Well, I'm trying to stay away from that. So I'm typically staying away from the core API, but it is really good. And I know a lot of people do use it. Right. PowerShell though, that's really where I'm spending most of my time with PnP. It's the new methodology that we're using for deploying any kind of assets into SharePoint, because the feature framework is supposed to be going away, or it's not. Really, I mean, it's not been deprecated in any way. I'm not releasing anything. It's just that it's not a long term. It's not long term best practices. Something like PnP PowerShell is a better way to provision stuff. So using that, but we all are using the javascript core library that came out that's a part of that that javascript sig i talked about yeah. and then they recently made recently released v2 of that the big rewrite there is—it uh, was uh, written in TypeScript, which is cool, but it is just JavaScript ready because TypeScript does transpile to JavaScript. Yeah. So if you want to interact with SharePoint in your JavaScript code or even in your TypeScript code, if you're going to be using the SharePoint Framework, the JavaScript Core library makes that communication so much easier. So, and I'm going to kind of reiterate something I said before, which is, since all of this is still open source, it's all available. If you don't like it, you can change it, and that's what I like. Right. So let's. And the then del- submit that back to the you, community you, right you can definitely submit it and i would always recommend it but maybe you don't want to maybe your organization is going to take pnp and extend it internally right you can do that yep. so you've got thousands and thousands and thousands literally thousands of hours tens of no, not tens of thousands maybe but thousands of hours of development time into this environment that you can now freely use and you can tweak it if you need to you can just use it straight out of the box which i'm sure 99% of people are just using it and it, it's just so cool.
0: Nice. If you would give a list of five use cases, I mean, it's, it's very technical. There's a lot of good, really cool technical stuff in there. But from the business angle, if you would give a list of five use cases or stories where p and helps you or your
1: customers, what would that be? Sure. Five. Five should be easy. Okay. First thing I can think of straight off the bat is when we we're building client projects, and I would say any project that I would build yeah. in SharePoint now, the PMP methodologies allow us to build a more maintainable installation upgrade package, upgradable package. So in that thinking here, PMP PowerShell. So if I want to deploy branding assets, if I want to deploy lists and libraries, content types, if I want to deploy site structures, if I want to, if I want when I deploy a, a group that's going to get my team site, and now I want to customize that team site with my own current structure, PnP is the way to go. Straight up, hands down, it's it's the way to do that. And so yep. that that's the biggie that I, I can think of. Okay. So more things, some more use cases I've got. Well, the responsive UI. Okay. So the responsive UI. If you type in, uh, if you do a a search, a internet search on something like SharePoint PnP responsive UI, you're going to get to this this component. It's it's one of the more popular components of PnP right now that I've seen according to their metrics. The responsive UI is a as a, a core set of code that's really easy to deploy. Way, using PNP PowerShell that will make your classic SharePoint sites responsive. Office 365 classic uh-huh. team sites as well as your on-prem 2016 and I think 2013 as well. No, it was 2013. Nice. So, I mean, this is really cool. It, it, it provides you simple code that just it, it makes it all, it makes your, your team site much more mobile friendly. Now, that being said, my suggestion is, and I hope Microsoft doesn't shoot me for it, it's that I wouldn't necessarily take the responsive and put it to production without working with it within my own environment that I've got for my specific project, let's say. But it's a great core. It's a great place to get started so that when you you want to make your team sites for your organization mobile friendly, you can just, you grab this responsive UI, strip it apart. It's actually pretty simple how they built it. it's beautiful. See how they did it, and then you might tweak the CSS. You may add just a little bit more code to make it fit your specific environment. But again, they've done so much of the work for you. The research, the R&D, all that that original work you have to do has been done for you. Right? Really See, cool Reusable components, right? It's so good. Yeah. Nice. That's what PMP for, is for. Okay. Let's come up with a few more. So another use case, the JavaScript core library, it's accelerated a bunch of uh, the more recent products I've worked on because it alleviates the the need for me to build or even to try to maintain a library to communicate with SharePoint. So I want to talk to lists and libraries. I want to grab manage metadata. I need to do certain stuff. The core library already does that for me in a really good way. and. It's also kind of cool because since it's built in TypeScript now, if you want to learn TypeScript, which if you're going to go SharePoint Framework, you really have no choice, you need to do it. You can go see this kind of huge project, how they did it. And as a JavaScript developer trying to move into the TypeScript world, I think having that, that code base that helps you see how you might build an application that can, help, that can help get you there. Right. All right, so let's see. Two more. I'm trying to learn SharePoint framework right now. I'm trying to learn how to work with Graph API, all this kind of cool stuff. Well, it would be really helpful if I had some documentation and maybe some more example code to, to make a request to Graph API, et cetera. Guess what? PNP has that. <laughs> Perfect use case. You're trying to learn any of this kind of stuff. Your go-to place should be PNP and see what they've got. And if you have a question or comment like, hey, I'm trying to make this kind of thing happen, you use GitHub to make that feedback, to give that feedback and say, I'm looking for documentation on this. Or you join one of the special interest group calls or the community call and you make that comment, like I'm trying to learn how to do this. Does anyone either have a spot for it or could someone work on it? And the core members, the, the core team, the core PNP team, Most of them are on these community calls every, you know, every month or biweekly whenever they occur. They're listening and they're providing feedback. And if you watch the Skype call and they've got the chat on the side and you're watching it, like we're talking about some really knowledgeable people. Some of the top SharePoint minds are part of these calls and they're listening. And we know that one of the current spots in PNP that could use more help is documentation. But sometimes it's just helpful to know what kind of documentation is there. So that one's that. The other issue I can think of is uh, those community calls, which I talked about, the, the last use case I can come up with. So I said, I've talked a couple times about these community calls. It can be sometimes difficult to find them all. I'm going to put my own little plug in for this. If you go to ericoverfield.com, I wrote a blog post on this most recently here about January 2017 time. And I, I try to compile all of the call information. So go there to kind of get the nice. get the invites for them. Get a summary. People kept asking me for like, where is it? And I had to keep going finding it. And it's there. It's just I tried to make it a little tighter. Okay. Cool. Okay, so what I like about these calls is you can ask for feedback. You're getting almost zero day-ish kind of information. So most recently here in the beginning of 2017, when the SharePoint framework is coming out, we're getting some of the most, is going to go GA, we're getting some of the most bleeding edge information directly from the people that know let's take another one though like so SPFX release candidate zero when that came out that was announced almost on the the community call almost uh, almost when the internet starter kit was updated I mean they, they did a review almost instantly on these community calls and oh and by the way all these community calls are recorded on YouTube so right. if you missed them you can go and get caught up on them because the time zone on these calls are almost always built for the uh, eastern US US European time. they typically take place somewhere around like the 7, 8 a.m. Pacific time. So that's kind of like in the early morning of the Californian, the Washingtonians. But then for the Europeans, Eastern Europeans, it's kind of when their day is shutting down. So if you're in the more of the Asian time zones, Indian time zones, it might be or, or even Australian time zones, it might be difficult to make those calls, but they're all recorded even really cool. Right. So, if you want to learn about and how to use like the Internet Starter Kit, that's where that information is going to come out. And if you want to learn about the latest updates to PowerShell, you're getting these updates every two weeks so that these community calls have become a, a must attend for me and my team, actually, because we're getting some of the most important stuff. Right. So it's it's not just about what technical stuff is in the PMP
0: that you can reuse, but it's a way to ramp up your own skills all the time and keep current with what's happening in SharePoint as well. And
1: to hear it directly from the sharpest minds in SharePoint that I know. My idols are on these calls, running these calls, chatting in these calls, and um, the amount of information is just insane. Yeah. That's some pretty cool use cases, man. Thank
0: you. So, I mean, you mentioned the PP partner pack. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty big deal and yeah. can be used as a getting started kit for customers and partners. It contains reusable components and solutions that can be used in any Office 365 tenant yeah. and builds on top of the PNP core components. Yep. So from two angles, would you mind sharing your thoughts on number one, how this helps businesses? And number two,
1: how do you get up and running technically with the partner pack? Sure. First thing, it's just, uh, why are you doing it uh, speed to market, speed to to get up and running? They've done a lot of the heavy lifting for you to be able to build a, a reusable SharePoint deployment for your organization, for your project. So the Partner Pack... Takes PnP and it grabs pieces of PnP and puts it together for you to build a redeployable portal, or almost gives you pieces for self-service site creation. So, if someone asks for a site, the partner pack has the tools necessary to help allow them to create their own information, right. to create their own sites. And. I keep harping on this, but it's open source. So if you don't like what they did, you tweak it. You make it fit your need. But you the, a lot of those decisions have been done for you. So that's kind of the no-brainer. It's just it's going to get your project out the door that much quicker. It is a great place to start. At least if you're going to start a new project, you should go look at it, see how they did it, and see how can I leverage as much of this as possible so I can just reuse that code that has been built using some of the best practices Microsoft has been promoting for my specific project. So that that's that. So then how do you get started? The best way to get started, and this is like the URL you might forget, so best way I can think of is you're going to do a web search for SharePoint PnP partner pack. It's up to version 2.0 so you're going to find their site. They have videos on this so that you can learn how to use it. Then you download it and you deploy it to a test environment. The deployment methodology for this, it's simple PowerShell. It's extremely quick. You'll have the thing deployed in minutes. Just watch the videos first, see what they do. So let's say you know you're not going to use it out of the box. Install it first. Deploy it to some sort of test tenant, test environment, test site collection, test somewhere, and see what it does. And, And kind of leave that there in an untouched state so that you've got the core components in place. So now you can build off of that on your on your specific dev environment, and you can improve upon what they did. The partner pack, I think it's another one of those things like the responsive UI. I don't see too many people, and I could be wrong, but I, the people I work with, the clients I work with, they wouldn't use it straight up out of the box as is. It's always going to be tweaked to fit their needs, and that's perfect. That's the power of PMP. It's patterns and practices, not thou shalt only build this way with the code that we produced. So. Take the partner pack, just easiest way to find again, Google search for it, you'll find it quickly, watch the videos and read some of the documentation, then deploy it somewhere just so you can see it in action. From there, you can do whatever you want with it. Right, nice. So there's a lot of information on oh, so much and I will p PMP stuff. There's, there is there needs to be more so don't say that don't you know, <laughs> people don't yell at me say oh well such and don't relax you. yet, right It, it is th- yeah, but will that ever change, right? I mean, is there ever going to be enough documentation? Probably not. there's always going to be something else you can have information on. Yeah.
0: And when there is enough, it's already changed. So yeah, you have to t- revamp
1: t- it anyway and the power of the community.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And speaking in terms of community and getting the most out of it, like we discussed, there's the monthly releases, there's the community calls mm-hmm. that anyone can join, there's the webcasts and a lot of samples on the GitHub repositories. dev.office.com slash patterns and practices yep. is a good place to start. I've even you know, submitted a few pull requests myself, mm. and they got approved, which I'm very happy for. But aside of all of that, do you have any other tips for you know where to find the right information and
1: and stay up to date with PNP? The other site address is the uh, aka.ms/sp which takes you to the uh, to that URL. That's okay. the one I try to remember because it's a little shorter. But right. it's the dev.ops.com. See, I forget SharePoint. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just there's so many URLs out there. My go-to place, is it's, it's going to be GitHub, github.com slash SharePoint slash PNP, uh, or again, github.com slash SharePoint. Then you'll find the PNP. That's where the information, that's where you're going to see all the releases. That's where you're going to be able to follow the commits that have been made and any of the pull requests that are out there. You're going to find all of the, um, the whole chat channel basically is it's all there as well. There's an issues list where people talk about issues and not only submitting issues, but following the issues is a great place because there's some really good discussions that have happened there. And following it just because, again, some of the, the sharpest minds in, in SharePoint development—they're logging their issues there—and you're seeing the responses from the, the product group at Microsoft helping reply to that. And following along, and you're going to save yourself time by just, you know, catching what's going on. Yeah. It's the community calls. It's GitHub. I mean, that's and then there's the um, the blog. That the blog. I, I'm forgetting the URL. I just click on it from. Dev I'll put, I'll put that now. in the show notes. Yeah, perfect. No so that you can see what is being released by Microsoft, but the community calls are a must attend. You, you need to get those on your calendar so that you know they're happening. The monthly community calls, it's once a month, it's the second Tuesday of the, of the month at 8 a.m. Pacific, I'm pretty sure, at least as of now it is, but you can find all that on my blog or online. You gotta attend that as your start. Joining a special interest group and just being on the call or at least listening to the recordings is the next spot that I would highly recommend staying up to date. Then there are some blogs, and this one's hard. I mean, I've got the people that I'm following on all this stuff. One of your coworkers, Waldeck, I mean, his blog is a must read. Erwin Van Hoon, I follow his blog like crazy. There's a lot of the Rancor guys, I guess. Uh, Elios truth another guy I'm following. The blogs are, are, are really good. They're giving you another view. But if you just want to know what's going on with the PNP, the community calls is going to be your go-to spot. And then I think GitHub's your, your backup. Wow,
0: oh, nice. So that is a lot of information, a lot of go to places. I'll put all of that in the show notes. And with that said, I don't have any more questions unless there's anything you'd like to share
1: extra, then we're done. No, the only thing I could say is if you have not heard of PNP or you've heard of it, but you haven't really touched it yet, you're falling behind in SharePoint development. I think that this is going to be a place where the community and Microsoft as well are going to be focusing, or at least the community is focusing their time. You've got to be doing it. If you're deploying into SharePoint, PowerShell, PMP PowerShell is gonna be you need to take a serious look at why you aren't doing it if you're not. And then keeping up to date with the code. If you're building a portal on SharePoint, you should be looking at the internet starter kit that they've just recently created. I mean, you might not use it, but you should look to see what the community did Got and a lot not to learn from that, right? And not yeah, and not being aware of that is you're hurting yourself, you're hurting your organization, you're hurting your own your own dev talents because you might be reinventing the wheel that's already been invented. So Get the grunt work out of the way, but you, you leverage the community. Uh, I, I just, I love open source for that reason. I would like to say, if you then have something to contribute, please do. I know a lot of us have no time. We've been talking throughout our times, that you know, our day might start at midnight because we've been working for the last 12 hours. I and mean, what's an eight hour day anymore? Yeah. I totally understand that. But if you have things to contribute, please do. I mean, and make those pull requests. Do you not want to know what a, a pull request is? No problem. In PNP, there was a video created by, I believe, leave uh, VESA and Waldeck where they told you exactly how to go through creating a, a, a pull request so that you can help contribute to the community. There's no excuse. The only excuse I have is time and I get that, but that even that time barrier is becoming less and less because they're they're taking away a lot of the, the ramp up speeds that might have taken you time. So, hope to see you all in the PMP community. I look forward to it growing over the next series of years. I, I think it's only going to get bigger and better and it's wonderful to be a part of.
0: It. Nice. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, and, you're welcome. You know, next time you're in Sweden, let's hook <laughs> up. Let's do the next episode. <laughs> Sounds good to me.
1: I love it here. All right. Thank you. Thank you. See ya.
0: And that concludes yet another episode of Rancor Tech Talks. Thanks again to Eric for his time. And thank you to everyone who tuned in to listen. Check out more about Eric and his experiences in his blog listed in the show notes.